Praise the Lord. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. This message is from the Glory Life City Church, where a man of God, the Apostle Francis, reveals the deep heart of God for the new creation in Christ. Glory Life City Church is a mandate from God to dispense the glory of heaven in the new creation in Christ cultivating the apostolic heart of God in the intimate bond of fellowship, love, and power. Join in as the Apostle Francis takes us into the Word of God. God did not send Jesus to die so that you will remain poor. Hallelujah. Tell somebody, Jesus did not die for you to be poor. If that person that's on his face, turn to another person, tell the person, Jesus did not die for you to be poor. Hallelujah. So we are continuing our journey on the gold, the silver, and the land. This is a masterpiece to walking in prosperity. Hallelujah. Like I've said over here, it's, it's not your regular prosperity message. As a matter of fact, we have not even gotten to the regular message. We are still scratching the surfaces of certain things that we would normally not talk about. Hallelujah. And today I am going to uh, put an end to the phase that I am talking about. You know, we started talking about the introduction. You know, what the gold is, the silver, the land, the foundation of the wealth of the nations. And then we moved into talking about the wealth of the world. Which is governed by the systems of this world the babylonian system and how the babylonian system operates with the use of unjust skills and unrighteous gains hallelujah yeah so we we, we came to understand the reality of the frb the, the federal reserve banking and um, some of the tools that the devil has been using to keep people in poverty and some of the things that people do as though they will become rich by doing those things but actually they enter into the snare of poverty hallelujah and over the past few weeks we've been talking about stewardship and then the wealth transfer no so so we started from what is in the world and then how it is changing how it is coming into those who are in christ and then the dynamics hallelujah so tonight i'm going to place an end because you have to understand this thing that the 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 exchange of wealth hallelujah the exchange of wealth is basically or it does take place on the platform of trade it takes place on the platform of what trade and there are several levels of trade the very final level of trade is what you see which is the marketplace but before the marketplace there are several dimensions of trade hallelujah there are no you go to certain places before somebody actually comes to the market to sit there to you know sell the person has already purchased what uh, you know will make you come and buy from him the person has already traded with you hallelujah there are several levels of trade both positive and negative as a matter of fact real trade is not physical hallelujah real trade is not what it's not physical you know for example when somebody gets money let's say i mean when a young guy gets money so like myself when i get money hallelujah yeah this one is a good example so i will use myself 
when I get money and I want to buy a car, you know, physically it is a car I want to buy, but in reality, I'm not buying a car, I am buying comfort and speed. And that is not physical trade, though it has a physical representation. Are you getting what I'm talking about? So when I buy, maybe, let's say, like this, this dawn, I was looking at the the owner, the owner of some cars, the Volkswagen company. I, I, this morning I got to know that they own Lamborghini and Bentley and those nice, nice cars. So I was searching. Praise the Lord. Yeah, hallelujah. So when I buy a Bentley, and later on, maybe after some three or four months, I want another one. It is not that I don't like the car. It is because there is something I am still looking for I didn't find in the Bentley. So when I enter the marketplace, I am looking for who can give me what I am desiring. So trade, before it comes to the physical exchange of products, it must first be accomplished in the realm of the spirit. Hallelujah. That is why people consult medium before they come to the marketplace. Because trade is, you know, when you enter the market, like a, a lady, you enter the market, and there are many people buying, uh, selling tomatoes, some are selling fish, all kinds of things, many people. What informs your decision to go to a particular person? Most of the time, we don't have any metrics to measure that. There is something that is moving you. That is the real trade. The real trade is what moves a person to physically come to you. I get what I'm talking about. So if God is going to transfer the wealth of the wicked in the world to those of us in Christ, we must understand that there is a platform upon which that transfer will happen. It will not happen when you are sitting in your room doing nothing. Money will not walk to your doorstep. I get what I'm talking about. Hallelujah. Money will not walk into your account. Of course, there is the place of supernatural money, you know, miracle money, so they call it. But how many times does it happen? As against the many times you need or you demand money. Hallelujah. So there is a standard that God has set in place. So when we are talking about wealth transfer, we are not talking about just a normal Thing. We are talking about a supernatural thing that engages a normal system. So if God is going to transfer the wealth of the wicked to you and I, hallelujah, we must learn how to engage trading, how to engage the marketplace, hallelujah. And the marketplace right from the very inception of humanity and the desire to amass wealth, the desire to gain gold has always been controlled by certain forces. Hallelujah. So there are always certain forces that controls the market. So when you study economics, it will tell you a couple of forces that control the market. That is for the world system. Hallelujah. But ultimately, in every generation, there are, there are basic, normally two, maximum three particular forces. That determines the economics of that generation. We're not talking about the factors that drive production and sales. No. We are talking about the forces that drive the entire economy. 
Hallelujah. Are you with me? Are you fine? So today I'm talking about what I call the final market forces. The final market forces. Because the last days, you know, they are days of divine or supernatural wealth transfer. And those we- that wealth transfer is going to take place in the market's place. So for you to be able to properly and fully engage what God is doing, you must understand the kind of forces that are going to drive the market of our days. Are you with me? Two kinds of forces. In every generation, there has been a predominant force. For example, for the time of Christ, the predominant market forces were actually tribal. That is the Jewish and then the Gentiles. These two, these two phenomena were the two that actually drove the economics of the day. Are you with me? Hallelujah. They were the two that actually drove the economics of the day. Then, at the time of Jesus, when Jesus came, you know, that is why Jesus engaged all of his ministry, he engaged it in the marketplace. How many of us have seen that? About 70% of what Jesus taught, what he did, he did outside the church, in the marketplace, in the open places. Praise the Lord. You see that Jesus' consistent engagement was not with the politicians of the His consistent engagement were with the Sadducees, the Pharisees, and those that believed on him. And those people were manipulating and driving the prevailing forces of the time. They determined, you know, it was, it was the Pharisees who came to engage Jesus on the matters of tax. Do you remember? When they came with a coin, which had Caesar's picture on it. It was, it, was, it was actually the religious order that came to determine the issue of tax with Jesus Christ. Because in those days, those were the market forces that determined. So which faction you belong to determine the amount or the kind of control you would have in the marketplace. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. So Jesus, so Jesus is doing ministry. We have that guy, the, the rich young ruler. The Bible calls him the rich young ruler. He comes seeking for salvation. And Jesus gives him the way of salvation, which was not a very common way because that is not known to be a driving force of the market. And the Bible said that that young guy got offended because Jesus saw his heart. His heart was not for salvation. His heart was to gain advantage in the marketplace. So just hit him right where he wanted the advantage. Sell all that you have. Give everything to the poor and come to me. Say, no, 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 no. This is opposite of what I need. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Then we begin to creep into the civilized world where we see what we call capitalism. I hope a lot of us know what it's capitalism. If you are here and you don't know what it's capitalism, you must go and learn that one. Hallelujah. I don't don't know how God is going to prosper. (laughs) Praise God. So we have capitalism, which talks about the distribution of wealth based on strength, class, ability. Which talks about the possession and the ownership of wealth. The wealth of the nation is owned by the individual people. 
they own both the factors of production, the structures and everything. You know? But you see, when capitalism gained ascendancy, they realized that the gap between the poor man and then the rich man kept increasing. You know? It kept increasing. Because, you know, that, that is where the saying started. The rich get richer, the poor get poorer. Because the rich gets, has what it takes to be rich. The poor does not have what it takes to be poor. So to be able to move from poverty to riches, there should be somebody within the rich folks who decides to help you out of that place and invite you into their own place. Hallelujah. So there's a man called Karl Marx. He, he started producing what's, what he called the Communist Manifesto. It's a book. The Communist Manifesto. And he started, you know, talking, making a um, campaign about how to disintegrate the wealth of the nation. Hallelujah. So capitalism is from a guy, he actually institutionalized, his name is called Adam Smith. He has a book, The Wealth of Nations. And even if you, if you go to school, some, some of the MBA people, they learn about him, Adam Smith. Okay? Yes. So these people were people who were controlling certain things. They were creating certain things. Hallelujah. You know, it's... When you, are, when you just want to be a normal Christian, you can only read the Bible and think about sowing and reaping and you think that that will ever make you rich. No. You see that no matter, there is no amount of preaching that has produced enough prosperity in the church to match even the poverty of the world's rich people. No amount of preaching has produced enough prosperity in the body of Christ to match even the first ten. The first ten rich people in this world. Hallelujah. So, so if, if the message is not working, it makes no sense to cry and kill yourself over it. You must seek for more. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. That's why we are on this journey. Where God is unfolding to us something bigger than what has been communicated before. So that you will not only be rich, but you will make nations wealthy. You see, the standard of the prosperity of the man in Christ is the standard of prosperity that enriches nations. Because he says that nations will what? Borrow from you. So if a nation will borrow from you, that means that your wealth should be at the level of national sustenance. So, you see, so if you want to understand the kind of money that in your lifetime God should bless you with, at least in Ghana, look at national budgets. <laughs> Hallelujah. Well, so, go to the national budget and look at the amount of money that is needed to drive this entire nation. And make that one your goal. Because should Ghana come to borrow money from you, they will not borrow more than their budget is allowing them to. Hallelujah. I know a lot of Christians are not bothered about national budget. They don't even listen to it. They don't care. <laughs> they don't care about it. Hallelujah. But you see, you know, you have to care about it. Because I don't want you to be rich only for your wife and children. I want you to be rich enough to take care of cities. To take care of communities. To take care of nations. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Are you here with me? Now, so at the moment, we are still, you know, Moving in between capitalism and communism. Though communism is now fast fading away. And capitalism is also now becoming, 
a, a, a bit more refined. So there is now more like a balance. And that's what the world is trying to, uh, you know, achieve, you know, um, with, with the various trade um, agreements between countries. They are trying to achieve a balance between capitalism and communism. Communism is about, you know, distributing the wealth equally or equitably to people. So under communism, you can work all you can, but you will not get more than you need. So you can, you can be the one producing a million, but if the nation realizes that all you need is 100 Ghana cities, they will give you 100. They will not give you more. And somebody will not be doing anything, but if the nation realizes that he needs 1,000, they will give him 1,000. And that is unfair. It's an unfair distribution of wealth. It downplays the place of hard work, you know, and, and, and inputs. Hallelujah. Then, also, the capitalism also has weaknesses. So, the world is now working so hard to come to a place of um, balance. So, now, we have government interventions. So, government will say, okay, so this particular industry, we will give this quota to individuals to own. Then we will give this quota to organizations. We will give this quota to the government to manage. So, we have agencies, we have authorities, we have all kinds of... They are just trying to create something. But you see, something different is coming. Say something different is coming. Hallelujah. To drive the wealth of the nation from the place of the wicked into the place of the righteous. God is introducing another market force to come and rival the existing market force. Hallelujah. Because the capitalism which I'm changing or let's say in the terms of the world improving, it is improving to create something. Hallelujah. And if we sit down unconcerned, if we sit down not having any idea about how to create a matching force to combat what the world is creating, ah, world transfer will only be a dream. Hallelujah. It will only be a dream. Because what the world is creating is something that we have all read about. But you see, wrong teaching will always make you postpone what God wants you to do now. Hallelujah. Turn with me to Revelation, the book of Revelation. Revelation. Revelation 10 verse 15 to 18. Out there, that was it. And he had power to give life unto the image of the beast, that the image of the beast should be should both speak and cause that as many as would not worship the image of the beast should be killed. And he said, and he caused all, both small and great, rich and poor, free and bond, to receive a mark in their right hand or in their foreheads, and that no man might buy or sell save he that has the mark or the name of the beast or the number of his name hallelujah here is wisdom let him that has understanding count the number of the beast is somebody is somebody here with me you see all of us know about the beast we know of 666 and you know we've been taught to put that one into a time some of you probably will never be alive to even see 
But the reality is that, you know, and John talks about it. In Revelation, he's talking about the Antichrist, the number of the beast. Is that not it? And when, when, when you preach eschatology in a way which only puts fear in people, you put this thing into the tomorrow, into a time that people might probably not be alive to see. But John, after he has gone to, he is the same person who wrote this. But in his letter to the church, he told them that the Antichrist is already with us. Are you here with me? The Antichrist, so he says that here is wisdom. Let him that has understanding count the number of the beasts. So that means that it is not just a beast. He says that your understanding should place your focus on the number, not on the beast itself. Your understanding should place a focus on the number, the number of man in the dimension of the Trinity, in the dimension of perfection. Six, six, six. Six is the number of man. For it to appear three times, it comes into the place of perfection. So that, this is the thing. So what he's saying is that the world is creating what looks like genuine, what looks like Christ. And many people will subscribe to it. And the idea is that they are going to work this system in such a way. And obviously, it's not going to be happening in a day. They are going to play the system in such a way that by the time this system is fully developed, the Bible said, nobody who has not the number will be able to buy or sell. So in other ways... So, 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 when you, when, you, when you listen to it from the Sunday school times, they make it look like you can't buy anything. You'll be hungry. No, it says buy or sell. Buying and selling is the mechanism for the creation of wealth. So what it is I'm trying to say, and you read it, it has nothing to do with, with food. It has nothing to do with sustenance. What it has to do with is he is going to shut some people away from wealth. And it is already happening. We are now in the days where the world, through mechanisms and systems so complicated that normal Christians cannot actually decipher and see, they are trying to tell the church what to do with their money. They are trying to tell the church that, hey, don't do this one, don't do that one. But when the world does it, it is okay. Hallelujah. In Ghana, here, we all heard it somewhere last week when we had a cathedral burn in France in less than 24 hours. Money has been raised to rebuild it. We come to other places. The same people who are saying in Africa, hey, you don't have enough money. Focus on those who are sick. The same people. They are building their own cathedral. And now pictures are coming out of what the cathedral is. You now see why the rich people are following after it. You know that there is something over there which, is, which goes beyond religion. I told you, the rich young ruler, he came to Jesus with an idea of gaining a business advantage. Hallelujah. If you want to understand prosperity at a scale that goes beyond your personal comforts, you must think beyond giving and receiving. You must think beyond sowing and reaping. A lot of us, because of what we are fed on in church, our idea of prosperity is only within the levels of our comforts. So when we say God will bless you, you are thinking of your car. Hallelujah. When we say God will bless you, you are thinking of the house you will build. 
But if you can think beyond it and think at a global stage, you realize that your giving is not enough. Your sowing of seed is not enough. You must go beyond it. You must create a system. You must create a model that can compete with the systems of this world. And that is what the devil is doing. So the devil is creating a strong global market force. And that is what is happening today. I don't know if any of us followed the story of Britain's exit from EU. How many of us saw that one? Were we interested in it? These are things... No, don't worry. The, the, the church doesn't care until after 20 years they will start seeing the effect and it will become a prayer topic. Wisdom. Say wisdom. 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 When they said we are going out because they realized that that is the key to their prosperity. That is the key to their sovereignty. Others said, no, 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 you're not going out. The whole idea is that if they go out, they are going to disrupt the world market. The global market is going to be disrupted. The transfer of money is going to be disrupted. Hallelujah. She said, no, we cannot let this happen. Praise God. We cannot let this happen. The greatest force ever invented by fallen man to protect its wealth, stolen wealth, I mean, is what we are going to see as the global market force of the Antichrist. Hallelujah. The global market force of the Antichrist. Praise God. To the point that it is a very strong force to the point that even now, nations do not have authority of their own. You can elect your president but your president's decision will be made by somebody who is deciding what will come to the country to be sold and what will not come hallelujah there are laws in the country but people outside of the country because of their authority over what to buy and what to sell they can jump over those laws anytime just last week we saw one with galamsi how many of us were following the news? If you are kidding, you don't listen to news. Uh, your anointing, we don't need your anointing here. We need your anointing outside. Hallelujah. No. When you come to church, at best, only one person will preach. The day it will come to your turn, maybe next year. So until next year, what are you doing? Hallelujah. I don't like Christians who don't know what is happening around them. You see, if you don't know what is happening around them, one, you don't even know what to pray. Your prayer is, is some way. Be. No, no, you are not accurate with your prayer. I get what I'm talking about. You, you don't even hear God accurately. Because anytime you attempt to hear God, you will hear God within a microscopic view of your own life. Outside of your life, you will never understand what God is trying to tell you. Are you hear with me? There is a stronger force. That is breaking down the systems of governance, politics, and everything. I told you, there were four major elements that moved the world. We had the military. So those days, when, you, when people had military power, they ruled the affairs of the world. Then we came into the place of Religion. Hallelujah. When the church was so powerful that when you are in the church, you have power. 
Then we move to the political era where it was about political power. Now we have moved from politics. We have now come to the place of economics and business. So right now, if you want to be a powerful politician, you must have strategic alliance with business people. Because now, business people now rule the world. Because they are the ones who have skilled themselves in how to operate and administer the global market force that the devil is forming. The market force of the Antichrist. It is the kind of market that is going to keep the Christian who will not subscribe to the ways of the world. is going to keep you from buying and selling. You see how many times a lot of Christians work in companies and it is so difficult. The things you are taught here is so difficult to even implement them there. The system will not allow you. So eventually what they are doing is that they are going to keep you away from interfering with their system. Hallelujah. Because this system is what is going to keep uh, put somebody's uh, food on the table. This system is what, is what is going to give somebody a house. If you interfere... If you introduce honesty, if you introduce integrity and righteous dealings into that system, some rich people will become poor overnight. That is real transfer of wealth. So that means that whatever money could have come to them will now be redirected to somebody else. So they will keep you away from it. In certain companies, when they see that you are a good Christian, and you fear God, they never add you to certain things. You will, oh, hey, this guy, don't bring him in. If you bring him in, he will spoil things. He will spoil things for us. Hallelujah. So, in this world, as we are emerging, we have to deal with the global market force of the Antichrist. Let's look at it, how it works. In Revelation chapter 18. Revelation 18. Wow, the time. I don't know why anytime I really want to preach something new, the time goes so fast. Revelation chapter 18. Are you there? And after these things, I saw another angel come down from heaven and having great power. And the earth was lightened with his glory too. And he cried mightily with a strong voice, saying, Babylon the great is fallen, is fallen, and it's become the habitation of devils. And the hold of every foul spirit and the cage of every unclean and hateful bed. Hallelujah. Yes. I told you I'll be talking about one of these, I'll be talking about terrorism in the marketplace. Okay? Yes. So I will explain all of these things, these typologies to you. Yes, let's move on. For all nations have drunk of the wine of the wrath of her fornication. And the kings of the earth have committed fornication with her. And the merchants of the earth are wax rich through the abundance of her. So, in the, in the spewing of iniquities, the merchants are also enriched. Are you getting what I'm talking about? The merchants are what? Enriched. Hmm. Yes, move on. And I heard another voice from heaven saying, come out of her. My people, that ye be not partakers of her sins, and that ye receive not of her place. For her sins have reached unto heaven, and God has remembered her iniquities. Reward her even as she rewarded you, and double unto her, double according to her works. In the cup which she filled full to her double, says, How much 
she has glorified herself and lived deliciously. So much torment and sorrow give her. For she saith in her heart, I sit as a queen and am no more widow and shall see no sorrow. Therefore shall her place come in one day, death and mourning and famine, and she shall be utterly burned with fire. For strong is the Lord God who judgeth her. So that is the fall of the system of Babylon. Hallelujah. Let's move on. He says, And the kings of the earth who have committed fornication and lived deliciously with her shall bewail her and lament her when they shall see the smoke of her burning. Standing afar off for the fear of her torment, saying, Alas, alas, that great city Babylon, that mighty city, for in one hour is thy judgment come. In what? In one hour, the mystery of one hour. You remember when I was talking about the watches, I talked about that. Jesus said, Couldn't you watch with me for one hour? Hallelujah. In dealing with spiritual legalities, one of the things you must understand is the mystery of the hour clock. You see? In, 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 dark, in dark spiritual practices, they have what you call the hourglass. How many of us have seen that? You know, it is not normal like that. We call it the hourglass. That's the name. It says, in one hour, it says, and the merchants of the earth shall weep and mourn over her. For no man buyeth their merchandise anymore. Hallelujah. The full plunder of the kingdom of this world and the evil global market of the Antichrist, which will result in the full transfer of wealth into the hold and into the bands of the righteous man, is not just by prayer and fasting. It is not by sowing and reaping. It is by trading in the marketplace using superior principles such that you render the enemy powerless and no man buyeth her merchandise anymore. So the ultimate principle that will allow for the transfer of wealth into the church is to render the merchandise the merchants of this earth, the merchants of the evil system powerless, such that their products, their merchandise are not bought anymore. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. So, whatever money somebody is making, until you render his work impotent, such that nobody is buying from him or her anymore, that money will keep going to him. Do you understand that? Hallelujah. So, the reality of the world transfer is in the introduction of a superior market force. The introduction of a superior market force. I pray somebody will prosper in this place. You know, the kind of prosperity that goes beyond your personal comforts the kind of prosperity that makes you a force to reckon with. Take the merchandise of gold and silver and precious stones and of pearls and fine linen and purple and silk and scarlet and all tiny wood and all manner of vessels of ivory and all manner of vessels of most precious wood and of brass and iron and marble 
and cinnamon and others and ointments, frankincense, wine, oil, fine flour and wheat, beasts, sheep, horses, chariots, slaves and the souls of men. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. The secret of the wealth of the nation is that they don't only trade in products, but they also trade in the souls of men. Hallelujah. They trade in the souls of men. The, 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 basic, the basic level of the trade in soul is to win your heart to something they give. That is the basic level. By the time you get there, your soul has already been traded. When they trade the souls of men, man of God, the marketplace you see is not as physical as you think it is. Praise the Lord. Something that you are buying is made by the blood of another person. Praise God. Hallelujah. Something that you are buying is made of the marriage of another person. Hallelujah. When you understand the spiritual market, you will understand how somebody's TV he bought is actually made by the raw product of somebody's success. You know, when, when you listen to what he says, they will take your glory and go and sell it for coins. <laughs> the things that make up the prosperity of your soul, in the realm of the spirit, they are raw products. For the production of things. I said in the beginning. That the gold in the land. And the gold in the man. In 2 Corinthians 4 verse 7. But we have this treasure in eighteen vessels. So there is a gold that has been planted of you. Which God has given to you at the raw material. To create anything that you so desire. Which will in turn direct the traffic. And direct the flow of the silver to you. When the devil takes a hold of that gold, he also uses it as a raw material to produce another. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. That is why in the complex nature of events, somebody's blessing at the time God is restoring you, somebody else must lose another thing. Because in the complex nature of things, what you have lost is actually at the base of what somebody has gained. I don't know if you understand what I'm talking about. The souls of men. So there is a marketplace for the souls of men. That is why. See, you don't, you, don't need, you don't need to be sick. If you are not vigilant in the dealings of life, somebody can just take your glory like that. You, you will not be sick. Nothing will happen to you. But you don't understand why you work and work and work and nothing is happening. The real gold inside of you has already been traded. And they trade in various ways. Hallelujah. They trade in what? In various ways. That one I will talk about it in Kingdom Business Summit. Apostle Francis, be right back. We hope you enjoyed this message. We would love to have you fellowship with us. You can locate us at the Shalom Motors Junction, Lashibi, of the Shaiman Nungwa Highway for a Sunday Glory Celebration Service at 8 a.m. 
Welcome back to the message. Praise the Lord. In the what? Kingdom business. Sometimes when the world is actually crying for benefits, we we'll give an allowance, benefit, allowance. It's a trading. It's a trading. Praise the Lord. It's a what? It's a trading. So, let's look at this. So, the alternative of the global market force of the Antichrist is found in the market force of the kingdom of God. Hallelujah. The market force of what? The kingdom of God. So, the kingdom of God is not just a spiritual reality. The kingdom of God is a heavenly principle which seeks to establish the rulership of God over the nations. Hallelujah. Oh, praise the Lord. The kingdom of God is a heavenly reality. Establishes the rulership of God over the nations. It is the ultimate instrumentality to disciple the nations in Christ. And you see, the kingdom of God is principally market centered. It is not a church thing. Hallelujah. Is, is somebody getting what I'm talking about? The kingdom of God is not a church thing. The kingdom of God is a marketplace reality. Shadadabadaya. Listen to what God said. Jesus Christ in Mark chapter 1 verse 14 to 14, uh, 15 it says now after that John was put in prison Jesus came into Galilee preaching the gospel of the kingdom of God 15 and see the time is fulfilled and the kingdom of God is at hand repent ye and believe the gospel Jesus came into Galilee. And what did he do? He came to preach the kingdom. He came to do what? To preach the kingdom. In Luke chapter 4, verse 43 to 44, he said unto them, this is Jesus speaking, preach the kingdom of God to other cities also. Is that one in your Bible? Jesus said, I must preach the kingdom of God to other cities, not to churches, to other cities. <laughs> that is why you see, Jesus talked about money and the marketplace more than anything more than healing more than anything hallelujah he spent more than half of his ministry dialoguing in the marketplace because he knew that the message of the kingdom was not a church message the message of the kingdom is actually a force of heaven that should invade the earth as a tool to establish god's rule over the affairs of men so he says that i must preach the kingdom of god to other cities also for therefore am i sent that is why he did not come to die for the church he came to die for the world the verse 44, what does he say? And he preached in the synagogues of Galilee. You see, you see the seeming contradiction here. He said, I must preach the kingdom to the cities. But when he went to Galilee, where did he preach? 
He preached in the synagogue. Then that is what Paul was trying to clarify. That when we preach it in the synagogue, it is to perfect the saints for the work of the ministry. So the saints are supposed to go out into the world because the saints are the ones that have been committed with the commission of heaven to go out into the world and make disciples. Hallelujah. So we are not preaching to you things that will make you a good giver. That is the least of what I am expecting in this series. You see, about now, we have not even gotten there. We're not talking about giving in here. I am preaching to you things that will make you take cities for God. Hallelujah. Because that is the heart of the commission we have received from God. To disciple the nations. To bring them into the obedience of Christ. So, now, we are urging or inching towards the global market force of the Antichrist. And also, we have to create another matching, equally powerful, and let's say superior market force of the kingdom. So, that means that we are now being placed in between two market forces. The market, the global market for Antichrist, and then the market force of the kingdom. So that means that in our trading, in our buying and selling, we are either engaging the principles of the market force of the Antichrist, or we are engaging the principles of the market force of the kingdom. Hallelujah. And because people have not understood this dynamics, we have Christians who carry the blessing of divine prosperity, yet their trading is governed by the market force of the Antichrist. And because of that, the Antichrist, you see, like we read it, the goal of the market force of the Antichrist is to regulate buying and selling. So they will keep regulating what you can buy in your lifetime. It does not matter what you desire. <laughs> it does not matter. You can desire a 4x4 four four car. Your pocket will determine what you will actually buy. Now, how many of us have gone to the market with something in our mind and we are forced to buy something which is even less than half the quality, the volume, and everything? How many of us? I mean, I mean, it, I mean it happens to me a lot of times. I am praying and engaging. Say engaging. We are engaging until the time we break free totally and we break into the place of limitless supply. Hallelujah. Because the global market force of the Antichrist determines buying and selling. Praise the Lord. And the measure or the degree of your buying and selling is based on the measure of your subjection to the system. Hallelujah. Some people have been asking me, when in them I talk about a couple of friends that I have and how they have been blessed, you know, they are doing great things. And he says, Why don't you also, you know, connect with them? They say, No, they are my friends. They talk, they tell me about everything they do. I see all their transactions. The reason why I do not show interest is because God is giving me an understanding of a superior principle. Hallelujah. Because, you see, the trading within the global market force of the Antichrist 
has the ultimate goal of buying out your soul. That's the ultimate goal of buying out your soul. You know, so, you, know, you, don't, you don't understand, you don't really know what is going on then. Um, <clears throat> one day God blesses you and you have a car and you are so happy, you, come, you are praying God. Now you are, your, your heart and your faith have been charged until it gets to a point. You know, you remember the story of Lucifer? You remember him? Yeah. Then, now, maybe that one is a Corolla. And God is blessing you. Money is coming. Money is coming. Now you buy a Benz. Now, desire is rising. Desire is what? It's rising. Some time before, you are mindful of some, the people you deal with. It gets to a point as your desire keeps increasing. You get to a point you don't care about ethics anymore. You don't care about morality anymore. You don't care about who you have to offend anymore. You don't even care about your wife and children anymore. You can travel out of the country for as long as you want. So long as you are going to get the Bentley and you are going to buy that house in Sasako. It gets like, and like Lucifer. Through the trading, he became filled with violence. His soul was bought out of him. To a point where he did not respect God anymore. To a point where he did not regard God anymore. And that was the fear of David when he prayed that God, do not make me so rich that I forget about you. And not so poor. <laughs> Hallelujah. And that is a problem. So there are a lot of people. That's why sometimes I have, they're good. I talk to them, but I don't want to engage. Because I know the things they do to get what they want. Hallelujah. And he said, those things are not necessarily wrong, but I know where it will lead them to. Hallelujah. They are not necessarily wrong. I was talking about one other guy. He's very known. If, 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 you, if you read, he's known. I won't mention his name. Hallelujah. And I was talking to him. I was talking about him with another person, one um, doctor. And we're talking, not a doctor, as a medical doctor, doctor, as an academic business guy, one of the richest people in Accra here. The one I was talking about, I went to his house with my own eyes and fingers. I counted 28 cars packed. They are not rental cars, personal cars. You choose what you should drive. Hallelujah. He built a $5 million house. He took us there. We were going to the house. The whole compound, about two-acre property. The whole compound has um, boss speakers uh, uh, heading at various vantage. So when they play music, you don't need to be in the room. Everywhere you go, you are listening to it. I said, Jesus is Lord. People are blessed. Hallelujah. I was talking to him about this other guy. And he said, oh, leave this guy. He started well. Now, now, even though he's married, they are now having problems in their marriage. I said, why? And he said, no, no, you, you are too young. I won't tell you that. So what do you mean? What, what do you mean, young? Let's talk now. And he said, very few people know, know this. And I don't have to tell anybody. So I'm not telling anybody. I'm just preaching. <laughs> Hallelujah. And he said, as he started increasing and traveling around, engaging people at various different levels, one thing that has added to him is that now a married man with children is now a homosexual. It's just a matter of time. You will start compromising. You will start because the goal of the market force of the Antichrist is to buy your soul. Hallelujah. So the only way that we can be separate and we can be safe 
and we can properly position ourselves so that as God is transferring wealth, we will be found at the other end to receive what he is transferring, is to engage the superior systems of the kingdom of God. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. So here is the thing. So there is the global force of the Antichrist and there is the kingdom force of Christ. So now, the global force of the Antichrist rules the marketplace with three main things. Number one is greed. Greed. Number two is deception. The world has a nice name for it. Negotiation. Hallelujah. And number three is terrorism. Terrorism. So, greed will push men to deceive to this. When the deception does not work, they will resort to terrorism. They will resort to other ways to take possession of the wealth of a land. And that is what we are witnessing today. So, you see that a country can go into a trade agreement, bilateral trade agreements, a loan agreement with another country for money, and behind that agreement are a lot of things that come to actually destroy the fabric of that nation. Deception. So they deceive with incentives so they can take over your land. We see it in our country. We see it in many other African countries. The deceit of the powerful over the weak. So greed, deceitfulness or deception and then terrorism. Terrorism. And that is how the global force of the Antichrist operates the market. So the market is ruled by greed. Everybody is trying to get the best and all. Hallelujah. So in, the, in, in that marketplace, somebody buys something for 100, he wants to sell it for a thousand. If it is not greed, it is what? It is not market intelligence. It is not business intelligence. It is greed. Because for that much you want, somebody must be rendered poor for you to gain it. Hallelujah. It is driven by deception. How many of us have met some marketers who want to sell to us something? They will promise us heaven and Tell us all sorts of things. Till they themselves know it's not true. But they are Christians. They will call it business strategy. Hallelujah. They are Christians who speak in tongues. They even, sometimes some even bring their things to church. Not Minister Benji. Today he brought something to church to sell. Nothing. <laughs> some will come to church with their things. They will speak in tongues. When they close, hey, this one is the best you can ever find. Oh, you can even check it on Google. This one is very powerful. They know they are lying. But their interest is to get what is in your purse. Walk away. Hallelujah. You don't care whether it is going to be the sacrifice of your supper for what they are lying to you about. They don't care about it. And there is terrorism. And we see that. Where other powerful nations, after consistent negotiation, consistent deception, when they fail, they now begin to work the system, create chaos. They will start selling guns. Then they will come in later as people who are coming to intervene. Then they take over. That is the world's market. Hallelujah. The world's market. The thing that you go to the market and buy so peacefully, you don't know the amount 
or the level of battle it passes through before it reaches your market. People, everybody is trying to outsmart somebody at the top there. Somebody can even come, go and sink a ship containing certain things. Where going, that will not reach. By the time you will you do insurance, you will do this back and forth, paperwork, their ship has already, their things are in the market. So by the time you go there, their things have been in the market for some man, will never be bought. The battles that is at higher level come on the shelf. Come here. But in the kingdom of God, which is not just a prayer we pray, but a reality of heaven over the world. It is a kingdom that has temples, that has structures, that has systems, that when we choose to engage, we will gain superiority. Patterns of this, the Babylonian glory. The difference between Babylon and the Antichrist system is that Antichrist is the political dimension of the Babylonian system. So, are you here with me? Fine. Good. The Babylonian system, you remember I told you, the Babylonian system has two different arms. We have the political arm, the political Christ. So, now you see the difference. Kingdom of God as a force that drives the market. We are talking about believers who will enter into the marketplace with a superior principle, with a superior commitment to something else that has been tested in the heavens. Something that has made men great. You see, in the time of Isaac, he became so great that the nation of Philistine envied and feared him to the point that they asked him to leave the place. Because the political power of the day was afraid. Hallelujah. It had been tried and tested. And the kingdom of God operates the market with three particular factors. The, the factor of love. And then faith. And then equity. Hallelujah. And then what? Equity. So, the global markets of the Antichrist oppressed with what again greed deception and terrorism the kingdom of god oppressed with what love faith and equity hallelujah are you here with me so in the kingdom when we engage the principles of the kingdom in the marketplace we engage it by faith sometimes the factors will not be in our favor what says if we can stick to what kingdom is saying we believe that the god who rewards all men who diligently seek him the god who owns the gold and the silver the bible says that the gold is mine and the silver is mine hallelujah ask of me i will give you the nations for your inheritance and the utmost part of the earth for your possession so there is god who ultimately determines who owns the gold and when we operate in the kingdom by faith when we operate the kingdom principles in love, when we operate the kingdom principles in equity, we become possessors of the gold in the land and the gold in the man. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Is somebody here with me? The time is flying. I want to, I want to end here. It's, it's past 10 already. I want to end here. I want to end here. I want to talk about consecrating your wealth to the kingdom. Uh, hallelujah. Praise the Lord. You see, write this one down. You have to understand the operation of wealth is in four stages. Four stages in the operation of wealth. So from next week, as we begin to explore the wealth of the kingdom or the kingdom system of wealth, 
We are going to be working on four dimensions. The first one is the creation of wealth. Hallelujah. The creation of what? Wealth. The second one is the management of wealth. Management of wealth. The third one is the multiplication and final distribution of wealth. The creation, the management, the multiplication, and then the distribution. So, right now, we understand what the world is creating. We understand the kind of force the world is, is forming putting together to operate and to regulate the markets. We understand the ultimate aim of the global market force to regulate buying and selling, to cut some people off from buying and selling. It is to purchase and to own the souls of men. Hallelujah. But God is using some of you to create an alternative and a superior reality. The market force of the kingdom, which is to bring liberation to all men, which is to bring men into a place of total liberation, to bring men into a place of full realization of the wealth God has invested and and kept inside of them. The treasures that God has kept inside of man by the kingdom of God operating through men who are willing and who are subservient. Men who are subjected. Men who have understanding and men who are obedient. God is bringing us not as individuals, but a generation of people who understand the tools, who understand the principles, and the systems who know how to overcome the influence of the antichrist in the marketplace who know how to overthrow the god of mammon and to institute the god of all men the god of heaven the god of all flesh the people who know how to leverage on the desires of the nation to bring them to the knowledge of christ and not to plunder them not to take advantage of them ah people who know ah people who are faithful people who are faithful stewards of the mysteries of the kingdom that they use these mysteries as keys to unlock potential as keys to unearth the wealth and the riches of the land people who know how to engage even the land and to engage the atmosphere people who know how to walk in alliance and agreement with the beast of the field and the stones of the field people who direct the flow of wealth and riches that it will bless it will empower it will bring to fulfillment all that god has desired and all that god has said spoken forth from the mouth of his servant aforetime lift up your voice somebody begin to speak to the lord that god open 
my eyes grant me insight into the operations of your kingdom in the name of Jesus like Jacob in the name of Jesus we shall prosper even in a system of labor we shall prosper even when we have no factors in our favor we shall prosper because we know how to engage a superior reality we shall prosper because we know how to trade from heaven ah we shall prosper because we know how to engage the glory even in the administration of the wealth of the earth we know how to engage the principles of heaven in creating wealth from nothing in the name of jesus for the silver is mine the gold is mine the in the name of Jesus. You want to pray this single prayer? The kingdom of God is not in but in the demonstration power. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Operating the kingdom in the marketplace. It's by will. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. It's not by a set of do's and don'ts. It starts with the operation of power in a person. Chapter 8 verse 18. Thou shalt remember the Lord your God. For it is he that it is he that giveth the power wealth. It is he that giveth the power to get wealth. Boys and begin to say, that God I empower me. Yeah. Empower me. In my get place. In my workplace. Yeah. In business. Empower me. Empower us, Lord. Rapa, 
of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Somebody is blessed this morning. Somebody this morning. In Jesus name. Somebody is blessed this morning. In Jesus name. In Jesus name. Somebody is blessed this morning. In Jesus name. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Heavenly Father. Thank you, Lord. The blessing of marriage and added no sorrow with us. Be blessed in Jesus' name. Be blessed, the Lord. Jesus of the Lord. In Jesus' mighty name. In the name of Jesus. Amen. Thank you, Lord. The blessing of God. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. The work of your hands is blessed. In Jesus' name. The work of your hands is blessed. Jesus' name. Your hand to anything and everything. You put your hand onto me. I release the blessing of the Lord upon that. In the name of Jesus. I release the blessing of the Lord upon that. In the name of Jesus. I release the blessing of the Lord upon that. In the name of Jesus. I release the blessing of the Lord upon that. In Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord. Listen to this one. For for this reason, this one is spiritual. I'm just telling you what God is speaking to me. But then I, I am extending. For this reason, do everything possible to be a part of the business summit this week. <laughs> Don't say me, uh, me, I'm a student. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I said over here, the peak or the central operation of the creation of wealth is buying and wealth, selling. You are a student. You go to school. You pick a car. You are buying a service. You buy food. So long as you are within the activities of buying and selling, money can be found with you. Are you with me? Money is not found in the in the hands of a worker. Money is found in the hands of anyone who buys and sells. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. How many of us have seen students who just by receiving money from several sources are even richer than people who are working? There are some people working for 400 cities a month. That also. And there are students in school who in a month receive not less than 2,000 cities. <laughs> they don't pay any bill. This one is money for the pocket. So money necessarily doesn't go to workers. Money goes to those who buy and sell if they know how to operate the 
corporate principles. God speaks to me. Says, I bless the work of the hands of my people. But beyond that, I have sworn to make their name great. Jesus name. And he speaks to me that your hands will only bring you blessing. But your name will bring you greatness. Jesus name. So he says that speak to my people to all have something that has their name on it. Your work of your hands, it will bless you. But if your name is not on that work, there is a certain level of greatness you cannot enjoy. You see that? If your name is not on that work, there is a certain level of greatness you cannot enjoy. So, everybody, you can take it as a spiritual instruction, find something that has your name on it. Because that is where your greatness is found. Your blessing is in your hands, but your greatness is in your name. Don't forget this. Your blessing is in your hands, but your greatness is where? In your name. I told you, the level of prosperity God is bringing to us is not individual prosperity, it's corporate prosperity. So draw people into the flu. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And it is free. Draw people into the flow. Let us prosper together. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Don't forget, your blessing is in your hand, but your greatness is in your name. Hallelujah. For more information, follow the man of God on Facebook at Glory Life City Church or visit our website on www.glorylifecity.church.